Welcome to Turning the Tide, a podcast featuring stories of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things in the midst of a global pandemic. Our host is Dr. Lionel Young, who serves as the Executive Vice President of Global Action and is also a research associate with the Cambridge Centre for Christianity Worldwide in Cambridge, England. Our prayer is that you would be blessed, inspired, and encouraged by the stories that we will share. I am with uh, Wendy De Rodas. Wendy works with uh, Global Action in Guatemala, and her and her husband also work with uh, Servants Heart Ministry in Central America. But Wendy um, is a graduate of San uh, Carlos University and Mesoamericana University. Is that right, Wendy? Yes, that's and right. She was a university professor for a number of years, taught, um, has taught at various levels um, as an educator for, for 18 years. Um, we're thrilled to have her at Global Action because she's helping us do a lot of translation work um, and um, also helping us with some of our, uh, coordinating some of our programs in uh, Guatemala. Wendy, uh, tell us first how your family is doing right now in the midst of uh, COVID-19. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, we're doing fine. God has been so good to us and we have the opportunity to be in a position in Guatemala when we can, where we can serve our community. And I think that's the best place to be in this time. But you know, you know, I think that, um, uh, and by the way, is everyone safe and well and healthy right now? Yes, so everybody is doing well. We're, we're trying to, to follow all the government uh, guidelines and to be, uh, keep social distancing as much as we can, but because we are full-time missionaries, um, our job is to go and to help as many people as we can. So even though we are trying to stay home, there's a lot of work and there is a lot of need. Yeah. Um, I, re I read about uh, the white flags in Guatemala and could you just uh, tell us a little bit about that and help us as Americans understand what, when you're walking down a street and you, you're seeing a white flag, talk to us a little bit about what that means. Okay, well, um, so a white flag represents surrender usually if people identify a white flag with uh, surrendering and war. Um, and here in Guatemala, this started to become a trend um, a few weeks ago um, when people started losing their money, losing their income, um, not having the ability, because here Guatemala is a very poor country and we have been under a line of corrupt governments for many years. And unfortunately, because of that, they've uh, stolen a lot of our resources and people are very poor. A lot of people are poor. And with the restrictions with this pandemic now, things have changed. People are not allowed to go out and work. A lot of people are losing their jobs. And also in Guatemala, a lot of people depend on informal commerce, like selling in the market, like um, creating um, a fabric and selling it to the tourists to foreigners and everything so all these things have changed and people here live on day-to-day -day income mm -hmm. so if that is a good day they can make one two dollars 
Um, but if it's not a good day and they can't go out, they don't have that income. And that means that in a few days they won't have uh, food for their families. They won't have um, money to pay the basics. And so we started seeing white flags in the streets, um, in the houses and homes in the villages. And that represented people having a great need, not even having food for the day for their family. So um, when you see these things and you realize these people don't have the necessary things to for that day, some of them have babies, some of them have elders in their homes, and they don't have food for the day. So you start, you start seeing this, um, all these ministries and all these organizations coming together to figure out a way to supply for those needs, to, to provide for them. How, how do you think this will change Guatemala? Just, I mean, I know that's a, maybe a tough question, an unfair yeah. question to ask, but how do you think it will change your country? I mean, there's already so much poverty. And, and I think that's kind of what's behind my question because, you know, global actions are working in different parts around the world and we're working in places where people are living on, as you mentioned, a dollar or, or $2 a day. And and I my heart is just broken as I'm thinking about how is this going to affect um, places like Guatemala? Well, Guatemalans are very strong. Um, if one thing is true is that we have endured many, many things throughout uh, history. Uh, we've been abused, we have been treated as laboratory rats, we have been, um, the, they've taken our resources, our own governments have taken our resources. And, and but Guatemalans are strong. And uh, we, we rise up and and i think that I, I want to believe that even though all these things are affecting our country um i want to believe that our people will hang in there and we will uh, after this passes we will be a country that is stronger that is more united that one thing that is happening i think and i think i believe it's happening all over the world is that people are learning to trust God in a completely different level. Um, Guatemalans, we don't, we're not a country of resources. We don't have a lot of wealth. So people in Guatemala are used to living with little, um, little income, little resources. But I think what this pandemic is teaching the world and teaching Guatemala is that the only thing that we can really rely on is on God. He is the there is nothing in the world that is more certain than his faithfulness and um, who he is. So I, I truly believe that people are having this personal encounter with God if they hadn't had it before. And knowing all this eventually will pass and someday we will be um, in the presence of our savior and uh, we will not remember poverty or uh, death or disease anymore. Um, and that's our hope. So I think um, if we can get something good out of all this, I truly want to believe that it will be, we will come out as a country that is stronger and that is um, grounded in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, Wendy, you, uh, when I was with you in, in 
in Guatemala. Uh, you you were such a, a gracious host and very kind to uh, to me and my my friends from the U.S. Um, and uh, you you were also very kind uh, when it came to talking about uh, Americans. Even though I know there has been some American policy policies in Guatemala in the past that have been very controversial, but Setting that aside, I would like to ask you to just be honest and say, and and what what is it? What what can what can Americans learn from the faith of Christians in places like Guatemala? What what would you say about your faith? What you have learned that could help us as Americans get through this difficult time? Well, I think that. Um the basic thing is that we have nothing um and and i think uh, unfortunately in the united states well it's a blessing for you guys you have so many things and people have savings and people have uh retirement funds and and so here <laughs> <laughs> yes when when you tell me about, tell us things, about your health care by the way <laughs> oh we we have the maybe one of the worst um <laughs> health systems in the world. I mean, you go to the hospital and you know you're going to die because of the conditions of the hospital, not because of you stay out um, of your hospital. condition. Yes, don't go if to the hospital. Sick, don't go to the hospital. <laughs> yes, but I think in the case of Americans, for example, you have had, you are a blessed country and you have had many things that other people in, in other countries do not have. And so in Guatemala, we don't have these things and we're used to not having these things. Um, so we are content with little. But when we lose all these things, when we lose uh, our, our savings account, when we lose the money that we have, we tend to say, oh, we panic. What are we gonna do? Guatemalans, because we have never had these things, um, we know where to go to when we face difficulties mm. and we need to go to God. Mm. I mean, there is no savings account nor uh, no amount of money in the world that can, that can give you the promise of salvation. And so we hold on to the fact that um, life is difficult. Yes, you're gonna face poverty, you're gonna face uh, disease, um, war, corruption. All this will pass. And you, and Our faith has to be in Christ. And you've seen all of those things in your lifetime. I mean, right in Guatemala. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, definitely. And I think there is no Guatemalan that only maybe that 10% of the Guatemalan population who is really wealthy, um, they can probably say, oh, no, no, we've never experienced hunger or we're ne we've never experienced distress in our life. All Guatemalans in one situation or another have experienced um the uncertainty of the future like, what am i going to do tomorrow what am i going to feed my children tomorrow hmm. well um thank you for those words of encouragement i need to hear them as an american and it is one of the things that i love about being in places like guatemala i i, I just find myself to be um, blessed by being around people like you and and our, our leaders who are working in what we call the hard places, uh, an expression, by the way, that came from um, Lusain, 1974, working in the hard places, and that's what you're doing.
how do you feel like the American church can bless the church in Guatemala? And just be real honest with us, uh, Wendy. You know my heart on it, so here's your opportunity just to, to share with our listeners your, your thoughts on this. Okay, so um, I'm a Guatemalan, and I, but I work with uh, American organizations and ministries like Global Action and like Servants Hearts Ministries. Um, I think, honestly, we are all the body of Christ, and we need to come together. Um, this is a, I think that this pandemic is also giving us the opportunity to um, set aside our um, our names as ministries and just work together as the body of Christ and meet the needs of the church. And I've seen the beauty of that. I, we here, my house has become a a place where people gather, uh, where we separate grains, we weigh them, we uh, put them in food bags. And I, I don't have people only of Servants Hearts Ministries coming to my house and helping. I have people from, from Global Action and other ministries and just people who want to help because um, I think that we cannot do it alone, definitely. As Guatemalans, we do not have the resources to provide for the need of our people. And if it wasn't for uh, people, donors in the United States and other ministries that pour um, their resources into our ministries, into our organizations, we would not be able to do this. We have been able to deliver approximately a thousand food bags in the last three, ba uh, three weeks. And it's not money that is coming from Guatemalans because Guatemalans do not have the money. It is money that is coming from people in the United States, people in other countries and other ministries who are just, see, they see the need in our country and they just wanna help. And so I feel that the Bible tells us that we are a body and that God has give, given different gifts and different talents to each of us. And this is the time to uh, put those talents into use for the Church of Christ and setting aside, it doesn't matter if I'm American or uh, Guatemalan or whatever, we are all the children of God. And we cannot, um, I can't go to sleep at night knowing that there are people um, that don't have food. As Christians, I think our hearts should break when we see others in that kind of need and so as, as Americans, you, got, you are so blessed. This is the time to not worry about what if I will have for tomorrow. God says that he will provide, and, but he gives some a lot so that he, they can share it with the people who don't have a lot. Thank you, Wendy, for sharing that. Um, you know, I have been changed by the time that I have spent in the non-Western world. And this first happened to me almost 20 years ago when I was in Kenya um, and uh, I was changed by that experience. Uh, of course, as a middle-class American, well-educated um, and with all the things that I have around me, I had never been exposed to that kind of poverty, even though I had some exposure to poverty in, in the U.S. because we do have significant pockets of it. but. Nothing like what I was exposed to when I 
when I went to the developing world. And um, your faith has just really just enriched me. And I, it reminds me of, of the narrative in the book of Acts where, you know, Paul says, look, um, to the Western church, you have been blessed. Um, but one of the ways you've been blessed is by the church in Jerusalem, which was a, a church living in poverty. Um, and so Paul said, look, we've got to work together. Um, you are going to enrich us spiritually and you are enriching us spiritually, by the way. And we're going to find a way to partner with you and meet material needs. And um, one thing I want to be sure we talk about before we're done and our time is almost up is the the issue of, of partnership with the the national church and with locals. You are a leader in Guatemala. You're Guatemalan. Um, as you know, that's what global action is all about. We're very committed mm -hmm. to working with local leaders. Um, tell us in your view why that's important, why it's important for us to work together with partners rather than just coming in as Americans and saying, mm -hmm. hey, we're going to we're going to take over and and, we're going to uh, fix all the problems. We're going to fix all your problems. Because <laughs> you can't, right? Yeah, I know. Western Church has been doing that for almost 500 years in, in Guatemala, starting right there in Antigua, close to where you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that um, definitely it's, it's super important. And I think it's key. It's a key element for ministries or organizations that come from other countries when they go come not only to Guatemala, but I think to other countries as well, um, to work with the locals and to allow the locals to teach them how, how do, how do you deal with this culture? What are the differences? You never wanna be um, disrespectful with the culture. Um, and also you don't want to be imposing. You don't wanna say, oh, this is the way this works and this is how we do it because definitely we understand that that's the way you guys do it in the states but here things work completely mm -hmm. different it's a different country and uh, the 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 language is different uh, there are so many uh, cultural barriers that we need to um walk through in order for ministry to be effective um but i think if when when a ministry comes and when they work with locals when they are respectful of their boundaries of how we should do it it resources are more effective we can reach the people um we can use the knowledge that we have and adapt it so it is understandable for the locals as well um just to give you an example an idea um a lot of people when they come from the United States and they come to Guatemala and they visit a Guatemalan home that is very poor and they walk in and um, they cannot uh, hold their emotions. Oh my goodness, you do not have electricity. You don't have, uh, you have a dirt floor, you have this. These are things that are foreign to your culture. But in our culture, this is very common. This is, um, and sometimes when we get too emotional, we just, okay, how much money do you need? And that is not the most appropriate way to, to do it. Yeah. Um, I believe that as Guatemalans, we have the ability 
to learn, to adjust, to change, to, um, and, and, and we feel respected and we feel um, when you come and you see us as partners, um, it is so much better. And also I feel that we can empower people. I think sometimes, uh, well, as you know, I, this is one of my areas of academic interest. Sometimes as Americans, we're sort of like the distant relative who's been away for years and years and comes in for a visit, doesn't know all that's happened with Susie and with Johnny and all the history and everything. But boy, can they give some really quick advice on how you can change your whole family immediately. <laughs> and, and, mm -hmm. and, and we mean well, but mm -hmm. it's best to come and listen and, and be there for a while and say, how can I help you? What can I do to help right yes. now? Uh -huh. Wendy, this has really been, just been great for, for me to just catch up with you and, and uh, for you to just talk, talk with uh, some of our, our supporters. And I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, this is going for, this is going out on our podcasts. I'm learning about all kinds of things now, <laughs> uh, but I'm also going to post this on my, my social media and put a link to um, uh, Global Action so that people can, if they want to give, they can give to Global Action. Real quick, I know we're out of time, but 30 seconds, but why is leadership development so important in the midst of this time? Wow, it is super important because like, for example, for us in um, Global Action and also for us in Servants Hearts Ministries, um, we cannot, we can try to receive the help that's coming and we can try to buy the, fix the food bags and everything, but it is so necessary to have people and leaders that are equipped, that know what is the, the focus of what we're doing um, in different areas. We've contacted these leaders and say, okay, tell me your need. What is, uh, how many people in your community need food bags? Um, and knowing that you can have people that you can trust and that know what we're doing and will not take advantage of the resources is so important that it makes our jobs so much easier. It makes it so much more effective. So that's just a, a little example of how, um, why it's so important to have leaders and to equip them well so that they will be partners in us and they can uh, carry out that role that God has given. I, I'm embarrassed that I forgot to ask you about leadership development because that's what I'm passionate about. But uh, <laughs> you know, for the sake of our listeners, I wanted to ask that question um, because we, we have learned that uh, that for, for long-term sustainability, the best way to serve a community is to develop those leaders. But we mm -hmm. also come alongside those leaders um, and work with people like you to help us in these times of need. And so it's not an either or, it's a, it's a both and. We need leaders in place, but we also need to work alongside those leaders to help them serve their communities. And if we've equipped leaders, when we leave that community, there's a leader mm -hmm. in place. That's why we're so passionate about it. So, um, and I keep saying this, but before we go, one more thing. <laughs> okay, when Americans, you, you did a great job showing uh, me around Antigua, um, by the way, and around different parts of Guatemala City. Um, but when Americans come to uh, Guatemala, what is it? Tell me what they cannot miss, what they have to see in your culture and in your country, because you have a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, other than eating at 
was it tacos we ate at in Antigua? <laughs> that was really, really good. But well, we ate in a lot of places. Yeah, but, we, we did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and had some amazing coffee. But what is well, it that definitely. Can't, miss, can't miss when they come to Guatemala? Well, I think that Guatemala has so much to offer. When you come to Guatemala, you can't just come for a couple of days. You have to stay oh. at least a week. <laughs> um, you cannot miss Antigua. You cannot miss uh, trying the different coffee. We have mm. one of maybe the best coffees in the world. Um, we have great food also. Um, if you can see the lake, Panajachel and Amatitlan. Also, um, we have ruins, uh, Mayan ruins. And Colo Antigua, Guatemala is, I think, one of the most beautiful places. And you can hike a volcano. Um, the weather in Guatemala is amazing. I mean, just come visit. Uh, we can show you around and we can give you really good suggestions of the things that you can see. And also, Guatemalans are super friendly and warm. And you can walk to a house, knock on their door. They will open the door for you. You can come in and they will give you beans and tortillas. So you can't miss on the Guatemalan culture, definitely. Thank you for taking the good news um, to people in need in, in Guatemala and being faithful. And um, we have a strong commitment to, to, to work alongside you as, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ. So thank you so much for your time today and stay safe out there as you go out and um, help those who are in need. I know you're distributing food right now to people who are in need right out your door. Um, uh, thank you so much for your work. We appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, Lionel, for having uh, me and, and keeping Guatemala in your prayers. Thank you for joining us on Turning the Tide. If you would like more information about global action and the work that we do, please visit our website, www.globalaction.com.